G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Our guest on the line today is Beck Cooper, who is a Teen Challenge graduate. And Teen Challenge is a wonderful Christian drug rehab. And uh, they're doing a great job uh, helping people get their lives transformed all around the world. Many of you may have heard of the the movie uh, Crossing a Switchblade uh, with David Wilkerson and uh, you may have uh, seen those movies uh, back out many years ago. That's kind of how it all started in the U.S. It's a great story, and we are blessed to have Beck Cooper with us on the line right now. How are you doing, Beck? Hi, how are you going? Very good. So tell us a bit of uh, your story. How did you get involved with uh, Teen Challenge? Uh, so it would have been five years ago now I went into the program. Um, my mum had been seeing a counsellor through a Baptist church. At the time, when she started being the counsellor, I'd sort of uh, lost my registration as a nurse. I was on the news. I was looking at going to prison. Um, my life had pretty much unravelled. And she got referred to Teen Challenge, and I started being the counsellor. And I sort of don't really remember much at the time, but I just sort of ended up there five years ago. Five years ago this month, actually. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and tell us a bit about uh, what happens at Teen Challenge. So um, I didn't really know much about it when I got there. As I said, I, it was sort of a messy time for me. But um, there was eight girls in the program when I arrived there. And they had specialised sort of program. A lot of Christian-based uh, groups, sort of work-based duties, and um, sort of groups that sort of get you back to... Um, knowing who you are as a person out of addiction and then sort of moving forward out of that. And then they transition you back into the community. And, yeah, you get a counsellor and then you've got um, other girls that you work with as well. And you also have um, once a week you go out for, um, you volunteer once a week in the community at a business. So I got employment that way, which was really cool because I didn't think I was going to get a job again. So, yeah, just reconnecting, I guess, with the community and with good people again. Mm. They sort of, it was really based around connection. Wow. And tell us a bit about uh, how bad things had gotten for you before rehab. Oh, so I'd been a nurse for 10 years with Queensland Health uh, and I'd started stealing medications from the hospital in exchange for ice that I needed. Um, I was drinking really heavily as well. And I'd started branching out into other um, other jobs to get money. I was uh, trafficking drugs interstate for bikies to, to get funds, and it all just came crashing down mm. in 2013. And so I was using up to $1,000 of ice a day at that stage. Wow. And drinking probably for 20 standard drinks a day. Mm. So it was, it was, it was pretty messy. Mm. And I weighed under 50 kilos. I was very sick. Wow. Did you have any Christian faith before Teen Challenge? Yeah, so I I was... My mum's a Christian. Um, she brought me up by herself uh, in the church. And I was brought up with a very strong belief in God. Uh, mum 
mum struggled as a single mum and we really depended on our faith, I think, to get through those years, more mm-hmm. so mum. Uh, and she worked three jobs. At one stage, she put me to a Christian school. So it was always part of uh, my faith. And even though I wasn't living it, I remember having arguments with people when I was using about God and they're looking at me thinking they just didn't understand <laughs> mm, mm. because of my lifestyle at the time. Mm. Well, it's absolutely heartbreaking uh, to hear uh, what you've been through. Um, what's life like for you now? Uh, it's better than I've, I could ever imagine. Saying to someone the other day and talking to mum five years ago, I never ever thought I'd be in this position again. I'm debt free. I've got a career again. Um, I've got those connections. Like I'm happy to be alive. Before I, I really didn't care. I really didn't care what had happened to me if I lived or died. Everything I'd lost so much that I, you know, it was the end for me. And mm. that's only five years ago. So it's I can't even put it into words, really. And you're actually working for a rehab now. Yeah, I work as a counsellor for Sunrise Way, um, and I'm on their leadership team. Been there for two years now, and I'm going back to Teen Challenge as well to do some shifts with them in the next few weeks. Wow! Yeah. Is it is it is it a real um, you know a joy to you for you to help people that are at the same place where you used to be? Yeah, like one of the speeches I did a few years ago before I started working at Sunrise Way. At the end, I said my dream job would be to working in in this field. Mm. Like I'd, I'd. I missed working in health. I'd lost that career, but this was just the ultimate for me. Mm. And it, with my clients that I work with, building that rapport is is really easy in, in ways because I have been where they've been mm. and just being able to show them hope that uh, it doesn't matter what you've lost or what you've been through, that you can you can get it back. Yeah. And just having that sort of I don't know, experience of the same kind of trauma and in some ways, but yeah, mm. it's, it's a dream job for me. And I know that you're speaking at a gala dinner this Saturday night for Teen yeah. Challenge. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be at the Golf Club in Toowoomba. Um, that's the second gala I've done for TC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hoping to raise 50000 which would make a huge impact on, on Teen Challenge because of the gap in our funding. Yep. So I think there's... like. 200 and something people coming, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> a bit nervous, but <laughs> as always. Yeah. They say it gets easier, but I haven't found that yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope it goes well for you on Saturday night. Just hold the line there. I'm going to bring in Craig Watson into the conversation now, who's the uh, operations manager for Team Challenge Queensland. Are you there, Craig? I am, Matt. How are you going? Very, very good, buddy. It's great to connect with you today. Tell us a bit about your role with Team Challenge. Uh, well, I have the privilege of being the manager of all of our services, which is our two rehab centres in Toowoomba, and also we run a homeless shelter in Brisbane. I think it's called New Hope House, isn't it, in, in Kelvin Grove that's in Brisbane? correct, yeah. Yep. That's right, Matt. Yes, that's the one. So, mate, I'm the pastor at New Hope Church in Kelvin Grove. And oh, there you go. We're always getting Did phone calls. We're always getting phone calls for New Hope House, and we, okay. we give out your number yeah. because... There's two new hopes in Kelvin Grove. What are the chances, huh? Wow, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. But I'm good friends with uh, a, a guy named Peter who's on staff there. You, you know Peter, the big fella? Yes, that's right. Yep, yep. I do, mate. Yep. He's a great awesome, guy, man. and uh, I've actually done a Bible study at New Hope House before a couple of times oh. with, with the guys there. Um, isn't it good great to you, see mate. these young guys getting their lives on track, eh? Hey? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a real privilege, mate, to journey with young guys and help them reach their goals of accommodation, mm. uh, jobs, study, and also um, share the gospel with them. Mm. So tell us how you got involved with the Teen Challenge, mate. Uh, mate, I've been involved for nearly 20 years. Um, my story, a um, little bit similar to Beck's, where I found myself caught up in drugs and on the wrong side of the law and actually um, personally reached out to Teen Challenge 20 years ago to get help mm-hmm. and found that help. And, mate, I've been there ever since in various roles and most recently um, the privilege of being the manager of our services. Mm. Now, would you say that in your 20 years you've seen an increase in drug use and the need for rehabs? Um, look, the, we did an interview recently and the, and the stats actually show that um, drug use in young people is actually reducing, which is a really positive thing. Um, but there's still, you know, a huge need for what we do currently with our centres in Toowoomba. Our capacity at our men's is 15 and 8 at our women's centre, and we are full and have waiting lists for both centres. Mm. And and what are the uh, the main drugs of choice that, uh, you know, with the people you're dealing with? Uh, definitely ice is right up there, Matt. Um, also... Um, alcohol, marijuana, and we're seeing more people caught up in prescription medications mm. like um, your Valium and Oxycontin, um, things like that. And what's the difference between a Christian drug rehab and a secular drug rehab? What's, what's the, uh, the difference for you guys? For us, Matt, we, we believe that we're uh, a spiritual being, uh, a physical being and an emotional being. So we address each part of the person from a holistic point of view. Um, We still operate with best practice and have a a team of health professionals that support us in the form of a doctor, psychologist and and counsellor. But definitely we we look at the spiritual side of life as well. Mm. And what's what's a day look like in, in the rehab? Do you all get up early and, you know... Go go for a big jog every morning, and you know, work out, do a Bible study. What's the what's the routine? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we, we do get our clients up early, and they go for a a walk in the morning, mm-hmm. and then they'll come back and commence morning duty. So that's just basic looking after the house that they live in. You know, clean the kitchen and toilet showers, etc. And then we start our day at nine with devotions. So that's uh a word for the day, an encouraging message from the Bible, and then we'll have some um, what we call personal studies, and that's uh, a lot of curriculum that our young people work through that's Christian-based that helps them with a whole range of issues such as relationships, anger management, that type of thing. Then we have a a group study, and again, that's... um, whole range of different topics that our students work through as part of the program. Mm -hmm. Then we have lunch. And then after lunch, it it does vary. Some afternoons are are work duties. Um, So that's maintaining our grounds. We're on 60 acres and we've got some cattle. Uh, So there's looking after fences, looking after the cattle, plenty of mowing, whippersnipping. And then the other part that we do is a fair bit of sport and recreation as well. So Mm. just encouraging our guys and our girls to, to get physically healthy. Mm. 
sounds like a, a full program. And, you know, I, I often think about, you know, the Bible verse that says, idle hands make for the devil's work. And yeah, uh, a, a lot of the, I would say one of the biggest reasons why people uh, end up on drugs is, you know, th- things like isolation, uh, things yeah. like mental health problems, uh, things uh, like boredom. You know, people just, they haven't yeah. got a job, they're bored, they're, they get tempted, yeah. they they get into trouble. Um, tell tell us what 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 you see as some of the common reasons why people end up on on addictions. Yeah, look, I, I think all all that you said is one hundred percent true. You know, so for us, it's really about helping our young men and women. You know, feel firstly valued, mm. loved, um, understand their identity yeah. in Jesus, their real identity. Um, but then also beyond that is helping them to connect to. You know, positive groups, so part of our program is very much involved in the community, so they're part of a local church, which is really important um, for now, but also beyond the program. They have opportunity to connect into um, social groups and sporting groups, which again is an important thing moving forward. Mm. Um, So really a big part, Matt, is to, you know, find new positive connections in their life that are, are positive and, and going to help them move forward in life. Well, I'm sure that while they're in the rehab, they're surrounded by awesome people. They're, you know, equipped, trained, loved, cared for. What about when they get out? What about when they're, um, they're finished their program and they're out in the community again? How do you help them transition and make sure that they don't, you know, crash and burn? Yeah, look, and that's um, that. That is the the challenge. We we have a six month transition as part of our program, mm-hmm. so that's more and more uh, time to integrate back into the community. You know, in a in a measured way. It's not just rehab one day, then boom, see you later the next. It's got to be gradual. Mm. So they start to build confidence and and those important networks of support. Um, we do have an aftercare worker, which is a vital part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Pauline. So she is available to provide support to clients once they leave the program uh, through face-to-face catch-ups, um, telephone calls, etc. cetera. Uh, but for us, mate, it's, you know, it's, it's connecting them into the local church mm-hmm. is really important for us. So they are ongoingly supported by you know, Christians and, and positive people. And then just helping them to discover positive things in their life, like sport, like recreation activities that they can um, be part of as well. Mm, Wonderful. Well, our guests on the line today are Craig Watson and Beck Cooper, part of Teen Challenge Queensland. If you'd like to call through and ask a question about Teen Challenge, and maybe you've got a question about addiction, about uh, you know how to help people that are going through uh, withdrawals or addiction problems. Uh, maybe you've got a, a comment. Maybe you want to share your story of uh, being set free from addiction today. We'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are now open on 1-800-316-316. Or you can make a comment at Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Uh, let us know if you'd like to uh, ask a question there. Um, now, before we go to callers, Craig... I want to ask you a couple of controversial questions. So there's been a lot in the news about pill testing and uh, also about legalising marijuana in the ACT and, and potentially, you know, obviously in the US it's already happened. But um, what, are you, what are your thoughts about uh, this uh, culture that is now saying it's okay to have a little bit 
of marijuana or it's okay to have these pills at this music festival. Uh, we'll just test them and make sure you, you don't have any bad ones. Um, are you surprised that this is now, you know, being legislated for in our nation? Uh, look, for for me personally, you know, I don't think there is a, a safe level of illicit drug use. Um, you know, as I said, being part of rehab for almost 20 years, um, you know, I have constantly seen, you know, the, the damage that marijuana, you know, has caused in, in people's uh, life and, and mental health. And certainly, um, you know, with ecstasy and, and drugs of that nature. So for me personally, Matt, I don't think there is any safe level of drug taking. Mm. Mate, I completely agree. And uh, But, you know, it's, it's fascinating that the world has changed so much. Hey, if you'd like to join the conversation, we're chatting with Craig Watson and Beck Cooper from Team Challenge. And we've got Liz from Brisbane. How are you, Liz? I'm good, thank you. You got a question or a comment for our um, guest today from uh, Team Challenge? Yeah, I, I do. Um, um, I've had, I've just come through a, a marriage breakdown because my husband has had a gambling addiction for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and there's a friend of mine that I that um, I know. He's just an, in his early twenties, and he's um, has a gambling problem as well, as mm-hmm. well as alcohol. And I just wondered whether Team Ta- Challenge also deal with those sort of addictions. Craig, any thoughts? Yeah, look, <clears throat> absolutely, Liz. You know, we, we do work with um, young men. Our age bracket is 18 to 45. And, um, you know, certainly we do have young men that, you know, have gambling addictions um, alongside their drug addiction and alcohol addiction. Um, so, look, for us, it's, it's about helping those with life-controlling issues, um, so, look, absolutely, there would be uh, an opportunity to provide uh, support to the gentleman that you mentioned. Yeah, just with the name Team Challenge, it kind of, you think, oh, well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and because of, um, it's a heritage thing, which, um, yeah. you know, started in the late 50s with uh, street gangs. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right, the name doesn't accurately reflect the age group that we do work with. Um, so we have been trying to, in recent years, get that message out that, in fact, we do mm. uh, work with men up to the ages of 45. Oh, okay. I wish I had known that years ago. <laughs> mm. anyway, yeah, thanks so much. So before you go, are, are you there? I am. Yeah, just before you go, uh, we, Liz, I was just wondering, you know, is it okay if we ask Craig to pray for you and for your situation? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Craig, you okay with that, mate? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, so Liz, it's a, it's a gentleman that's in your life that's struggling with gambling. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, let's pray. God, we just want to lift up to you, Liz, and, and Lord, the gentleman, Lord, that's in her life. And God, um, I just pray, Lord, that um, you'd help this gentleman to, Lord, reach out for help. Lord, you'd, you'd uh, lead him to a, a place, an organisation, a, a counsellor, a, a pastor or someone that he can just be open with, be transparent with um, and that they can guide him through this journey. God, I don't know if he knows you, but Lord, even through this, Lord, we do pray that he would come to know you as his Lord and his Saviour. 
And um, so, Lord, we just lift up this man to you. We thank you that you love him. We thank you that you do have a plan for him. And we just pray a blessing upon his life in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Liz. Hello. And you know you know how to contact Teen Challenge? Have you got the info? Uh, I haven't, but I'll look it up now. Yeah, just Google it. You'll find Teen Challenge. You'll find their website. They're on social media as well. You can look them up. Okay. Thanks so much. God bless you, okay. Liz. I okay. hope okay. things thank work you. out. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. And if you'd like Bye, to join Liz. the conversation, you can call through on 1-800-316-316. And our guest is Craig Watson from Teen Challenge Queensland. And we've got Layla from Cairns. How are you, Layla? Uh, hi, um, yeah, Leela, but... <laughs> oh, Leela. Um, Sorry, Leela. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, um, I just turned the radio on and heard you were talking about addiction, and, um, yeah, um, I did, I did come through, but through Jesus, through, um, a couple of addictions. Um, the first one was smoking. Um, I used to smoke, like, for nine years. Yeah. Every single day, I would, you know, wake up, have a smoke, and, um, and, yeah, like, I just didn't want to smoke. I became a Christian, um, a couple of years ago, and, and drink with the Holy Spirit, and then, all of a sudden, like, I just didn't want to smoke anymore, but I was still smoking, like, I still had that craving. Yeah. And I was, like, I was smoking, I was saying, God, you know, please take me out of this, I don't want to smoke anymore, like... But I was still smoking, and but I was I was just um, believing God and just to say you know um, you have control over this and just take it away from me and um, and I, I would still smoke for a couple of weeks or oh, even months and um, and then one morning I got up and I had no craving. Wow. I Yeah, and and that was like biggest thing because I knew it wasn't me because yeah. I wasn't even trying you know it was yeah it wasn't me so um yeah I had to tell everybody straight away which is really cool but um yeah and the other one was um you know back in my past I had you know I did smoke a lot of other drugs bad drugs um yeah you know, like chrome like everything, everything that you could imagine, it was all there, you know, in my youth. And um, and I didn't know Jesus at the time, but I would always, even as an unbeliever, I would just say, you know, God, I don't want to do this. You know, yeah. like, can you just put this away from me? And over time, like, I didn't see it happening, but he was working in my life. And, um, yeah, praise God. Great testimony, uh, one more thing, uh One more thing I'd like to say was... Um, was um, a big one actually was um, I was in a relationship with you know a very violent relationship um, for a lot of my life and um, and through Jesus um, I got out of that relationship I got set free from that relationship altogether. Wow. Um, yeah, um, this might be somebody out there listening, but. <laughs> Um, like every time I tried and looked for help to for other people, like family and for my friends, and like telling them my problems and what's happening, um, what was happening at that time, you know, everybody was just sympathetic, you know, like, oh, yeah, sorry, and uh, you know, like, 
they didn't know how to help. Yeah. And wow. then one day I looked, I asked God, I said, God, nobody's helping me. You're my last option. I looked, at, I asked him, and he had taken me and put me on top of the mountain. Like, literally, I was in the valley, and he just lifted me up and put me on top of this huge mountain that I'm just, so great today. Great and, um, testimony, Leela. Hey, we're about to go to the news, but thank you so much for your call. What a great testimony. God bless. Oh, God bless you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. And we've got Maureen from Ipswich. How are you, Maureen? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Very good. Have you got a question or a comment for uh, Craig today? Well, Craig, I don't know if you remember me, Maureen Bannister, Brett Bannister's mum. Um, yeah, Brett, Brett was in Team Challenge. Um, Twice he relapsed, but he's doing really well now. Um, awesome. But the reason I rang was the guy that was instrumental in getting him into Team Challenge in the first time has relapsed, and now he's on alcohol. And as I heard you praying, I thought I'm going to ring up and ask for prayers for him mm. and his family. Mm-hmm. He's lost his family, and uh, yeah, and he's gone back, relapsed, and I just like prayer for him. Mm. Is that all right, Craig, if we pray? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Go for it, mate. Awesome. Lord, um, I thank you for, firstly, Maureen and and Lord, her son, and we just thank you, God, for uh, his journey and what you've done in his life, and we just continue to pray that he would continue to be strong and and move forward in you and in life. And, Lord, for this gentleman that Maureen's mentioned, God, we just uh, pray for his life right now. Lord, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, Lord, I pray that through your spirit, he would be just reminded of, of your love for him. Um, Lord, um sounds like he has known you, but has walked away. And God, we just pray that you would draw him back to yourself. God, that you would draw him back to church. God, that you would draw him to people that can support him, that can encourage him, that can help him to get his life back on track. We thank you that you love him so much. And that, God, you do have an amazing plan and purpose for his life. So lead him to the right people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thanks very much for that. Yes, you did a one, Team Challenge does a wonderful job and did a wonderful job with Brett both times. Thanks, Maureen. Thank appreciate that. Thanks, Maureen. God bless. Thank you. God bless you too. And, Craig, for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate it. Good on you, Maureen. And if you'd like to join the conversation, phone lines are open now on 1-800-316-316. Maybe you've got a question about drug and alcohol addiction. Maybe you've got a testimony of being set free. We've got Craig with us for another 20 minutes. We'd love to hear from you. Call now on 1-800-316-316. And uh, I'm just curious, uh, Craig, to ask a bit about the success rates with your rehab. Uh, Tell us... uh, what does it look like for people uh, coming out of rehab? Is it a, a high percentage rate of success? Look, um, success is in all different shapes and forms, Matt, um, but certainly for those that complete our program, which is a lengthy program, it's about 12 months, you know, we definitely have a very high success rate of those that um, post-program can continue to move forward. Like as we just heard this morning, sometimes it does take you know, a couple of goes to, to get things sorted. So we often talk about recovery being a journey. Um, 
and sometimes post-program. That first few months particularly can be tough um, because I've gone from an environment that's very supportive and structured back to real life. Um, But certainly we find for those that do um, stay for the entire program, they're much more set up to live well for the rest of their lives. Mm, Wonderful, mate. And I know that um, I mentioned at the start of the program about a bit of the history of Team Challenge. I love this incredible story of David Wilkerson and Nicky Cruz. Uh, do you want to just mm. give our listeners a bit of a snapshot of the of how it all began? Yeah, sure. So back in uh, the late 50s, 1958, I think it was, uh, Reverend David Wilkinson just felt a, a call of God to go and reach the gangs of New York City. And... Um, that was the start of Teen Challenge. So there he met a gang leader and Nikki Cruz and um, helped Nikki out of addiction and crime. And then from then, then went on and set up uh, rehab, the place where then they can go and be discipled and encouraged and loved and nurtured back to health. Um, and now there are numerous teen challenges all over the world um, that are helping men and women. Uh, So you can read David's book, who uh, sadly has gone to be with Jesus, but his book is The Cross and the Switchblade, and Nikki Cruz's story is Run Baby Run, which gives you a a great um, outline of the history of Teen Challenge. Mm, Wonderful, mate. Well, if you'd like to call through, our guest on the line today is Craig Watson from Teen Challenge Queensland. Maybe you've got a question you'd like to ask about addictions, or maybe you'd like some prayer today. We've already prayed for a couple of people. We'd love to pray for you today. If, you've, if you're struggling in this area and you'd like some prayer, call through now on 1-800-316-316. Now, I'd love to just ask a bit more, Craig, about the, uh, the heart behind Teen Challenge. Uh, as, as we know, uh, people that uh, have addictions um, often will be very dishonest, uh, often will end up in uh, in cr- in other crimes, in other you know breaking lots of laws and in other crimes. They'll they'll, they'll be very damaging in their relationships uh, because they're doing anything just to get the next hit. Um, tell us yeah. a bit about the holistic approach. Like you don't just want to see people get off the drugs and get healthy. Um, you actually want to see them transformed in their life uh, and have Absolutely. have have a, a, a healthier lifestyle on every level. Just speak to that for a bit about your, your heart behind seeing people completely transformed. Absolutely, Matt. I think, um, you know, the, the easy part is to get them off the drugs in the sense of getting the drugs out of the system. But then it's actually, you know, helping them to have a complete transformation from the inside. And, um, you know, we, we are a Christian-based organisation, so for us, a holistic approach and and helping them to find healing emotionally and physically because their bodies are run down and tired and unhealthy emotionally they're damaged through things that they've done and and often things that have been done against them as well um, so that um, we can help them through uh, counseling and uh, seeing a psychologist to work through that but for us at Teen Challenge, most importantly, it's it's looking at the spiritual side of who we are and it's helping them to really understand their identity in Jesus, understand that they are loved, understand that they have a, an amazing 
future and hope in him. So for us, you know, we, we do hope and pray that they come to that revelation of who Jesus is, um, but also obviously live well, live drug and alcohol free, and be a productive member of the community. Mm, wonderful. Well, well said, mate. And uh, our guest is Craig Watson from Teen Challenge Queensland. We've got him for another 15 minutes. If anyone wants to call, now's the time to call 1-800-316-316 or you can make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Maybe you've got a testimony of being set free from addiction you'd like to share or you've got a question or maybe you'd like some prayer. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-316-316. Now, Craig, the other question I was wanting to ask is about how churches relate to those with addictions. Uh, at the church I'm a pastor of in Brisbane, New Hope, we have a soup kitchen every Friday and we have Fantastic. buses that go around all the homeless shelters and we bring them in, we give them a big feed and we preach the gospel and uh, a lot of them are on addictions. A lot of them have mental health issues and mm-hmm. our heart is to get them into rehabs like Teen Challenge or Rito Rehab that we work with or uh, Transformations. There's, there's many great Christian rehabs out there. Um, but a lot of churches... Uh, tend to just be in their own holy huddle and they don't really reach out to the poor and the broken and, and, and the addicts in our communities. Uh, tell us a bit about what what should be, what should our focus be? like? Because a lot of churches are scared because they're, they're worried they're going to mess things up or cause trouble. But um, I really believe it's it's the heart of God to reach out and seek and save the lost. How do you think churches can reinvent themselves to be more inclusive for those who are you know, have addictions or, or, you know, on the streets, for example? That's a great question, Matt. Um, look, I think uh, sometimes, you know, I think um, churches, you know, do have a heart to help, but um, just may not know how to, or as you said, maybe a little, you know, scared in, in, in how that looks. And um, my encouragement to the pastors there, you know, if, if, if that is their heart to you know, reach out and, and support, you know, even just starting with a conversation with someone yeah. from, as you mentioned, Transformations or, or Rito or, or Teen Challenge, and, and just start some dialogue and talk to those that are in that space, that are working with young men and young women, just to even break down some barriers that, you know, we may have in our churches, some mm. perceptions we might have in our mind. Um, you know, because absolutely, you know, God's heart is for the broken. Mm, absolutely. And these young men and women, they're not bad, they're just broken, you know, and um, drugs don't discriminate, you know, there's a whole range of people find themselves on drugs for different reasons. Mm. And I think, um, you know, we just need to, when they do come into our churches, you know, find ways for them to feel connected. Mm. Um, as I talked about earlier, you know, one of the the key things for recovery beyond a program is that they feel connected to a local church. Yeah. They feel connected to a social group, a mm. support group. Absolutely. And not isolated because when they find themselves isolated again, they go back to what they know. And we're taking calls today on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We've got Jason from Melbourne. Have you got a question or a comment for Craig? Hello? Jason, are you there, mate? Yeah, mate. Um, I've, just, I've just got a, a question. Um, what's, my position is that what you're doing is no different to what gay conversion therapy was in the 70s. Can I just get an answer to that? I'll just hang up and, and have a listen. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Craig? 
I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the, uh, the question. Was Sorry, what? So uh, Jason was saying what you're doing for a, a Teen Challenge is the same thing that gay conversion therapy was in the 70s. Uh, okay. What are your thoughts I'm on that, even, mate? Well, I'm not really familiar with gay conversion in the 70s. Yeah. I was um, not born in the early 70s. Yeah. Um, no, so for us, you know, we're, we're accepting of all. And, um, you know, people do come into programs with different religions and sexual preferences and all of that stuff. And for us, it's, it's accepting them. It's loving them. Mm. Um, yes, we do um, obviously operate from a, a Christian perspective, but there's non-Christians in our program, you know. So mm. we, we certainly don't want to be judgmental. We just want to help people on their journey. You know, mm. to find healing and and hope for their future. Mm, that's good. But and me personally, it's not about you know judgment or anything like that. Yeah, and and my understanding of of Teen Challenge and most Christian rehabs, for that matter, is that people are free to leave if they want any time. That they're free to come and free to free to leave. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's a voluntary program. So yeah. they've said, hey, look, we're we're keen to come. We're keen to you know get some support and. And the reality is, you know, the, 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 there's lots of different rehabs, which is great. So there's options uh, for people as well. Mm, wonderful. Hey, Jason, if you're still listening, thank you so much for your call. And thank you for listening to Vision. Um, you, you may have uh, uh, some different uh, beliefs or some different understandings of some of the topics we're talking about. But uh, we're, all, uh, we're all on a journey. We've all got different beliefs in different areas. And I'm glad you're listening in, Jason. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Uh, and we've got Gary from Sydney. Hey, Gary, got a question or a comment? Gary, are you there from Sydney, New South Wales? Are you there, Gary? Oh, hang on. I've got to press this button. There you go, Gary. Are you there? Uh, hello. How are you going? <laughs> hey, buddy. Well, you got a question or a comment? Uh, I've got a comment. Oh, look, I, um, I'm a bit worried about all this um, talking about legalizing drugs and, and other things because uh, one of the things that people say that Marijuana and things like that is okay, not addictive. And and I, I, my experience is when I was when I was young, like about eighteen, I, I started using marijuana with some friends. I used to think it was so great to you know get high and go on a laughing spree and doing silly stuff. And then over the years, it, that sort of um, feeling wore off. And then whenever you had, whenever we started to have it, I started mixing with different crowds of people, people that were more heavily into smoking, and um, and eventually the the high that used to get didn't. It just sort of sort of you just felt like uh, vegged out, and after a while that wasn't the same. So. A couple of times, other drugs come along, and they, they seemed, oh, this is great. You know, this, the feeling I'm getting now is great. So it's having marijuana had led from one thing to a to other drugs because I wanted um, a different. I wanted that high back, you know, that feeling that uh, the marijuana wasn't giving me. But I got I got to a stage over the years where it nearly destroyed my life. I I started um, hanging around with just people that weren't going anywhere. I I, I didn't have much um, 
vision in, for life, um, I, I started um, cocking everything I had all the time just so I could buy more dope. I got to a stage where I was buying it and smoking it every day and using other drugs. So I, I never had any money. I used to spend all my money on it. And like I said, even things that I that I had, I hocked them. So I never really had anything. And, and I started taking risks, driving, going to work, stoned. And, um, and like I said, I just never became friends with people that were going here. I was just going around with people that were going nowhere and just always wanted to get stoned. And I, I used to think to myself, if you hang around with me, you'll get stoned every day. And then it got in, onto the heavier marijuana that was was um, chemically grown. And um, I, I, I ended up uh, getting caught by the police and going to, uh, nearly going to jail. I... Um, I I treated my parents with no respect. Uh, I used to just do it at home without their um, wishes. And um, like I said, I got to the point where I was hanging around with some people, go somewhere and have a, a smoke, and then I, I couldn't talk to anyone. I just vegged out. So I was basically destroying my brain as well. And um, it wasn't until I had a Christian encounter with with God that I started going to church and um, actually God helped me see how bad it was. Now I look back on my life, I can see how bad that whole experience was, how it destroyed my life. And I hate people now who think that there's nothing wrong with it. I had people come up and say, oh, it's, it's okay to use it, it's not that bad. And I said, well, look at my life. If you see my, how my life was before I am now, I can tell you how bad it was. And now I can't stand drugs at all. And if anyone, I um, know anyone that's is thinking about doing, I try to warn them totally against it because it um, it destroys your life. And the fact that people think it's it's uh, it's not that bad, but never been in my shoes. You know, I've seen, I've walked the bad um, walk of being addicted to marijuana. And that's the thing, you know, you don't think you're addicted to it either, but you are addicted to it. And um, if I can help more people to stay away from it, I I would love to be able to. And, um, yeah, that's probably my story. Thank you so much, Gary. Uh, Craig, any thoughts or comments on that? Uh, look, I, I agree with, um, you know, all that Gary said. I think... Um, there has been a, a perception in the community that marijuana is termed a soft drug. And I guess um, I can only speak from my own experience. And as with Gary, you know, certainly caused me a lot of grief in my personal life with my mental health. Um, and also for the, the time, which is nearly 20 years that I've been in rehab, um, marijuana absolutely has contributed to severe mental health breakdown in many young men and women that we've worked with and they would be the first to to share that and and tell people that so it also is you know i think uh termed a gateway drug and often that's the place where people start and as gary said you know comes a point when that high is not you know getting you high anymore so you 
you can start to look for something a little bit heavier and then they can find themselves, you know, using other drugs as well. So, yeah, no, um, for me personally, marijuana is not safe to use. Mm. Hey, thanks Mm. so much for your call, Gary. All right, thanks. God bless you, mate. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks. What a great testimony uh, from Gary there of uh, being set free by the power of God. And, and really, uh, that's a, a very similar story that you guys would hear a lot at Team Challenge, Craig. Um, our time's almost up. If people do want to get involved with Team Challenge, just uh, get, give us uh, some of the info, mate, about how people can... Uh, maybe people want to make a donation. Maybe people want to come to your gala dinner on Saturday night. Give us some of the info, mate. Absolutely, Matt. The best way is to jump on the website, which is www teenchallengequeensland.org.au and on the website there is the opportunity to to give Um, there's a breakdown of the various services that we do offer um, here in Queensland Uh, opportunities to volunteer we we can't do what we do without volunteers they play a a massive part of Teen Challenge and there's all sorts of volunteer opportunities from um, helping with nights to teaching music cooking a whole range of things we're also on Facebook Teen Challenge Queensland, where you can see uh, some stories of hope and a little bit of what we're up to. Wonderful, Craig. Thanks so much for your time on 2020 today. God bless. Thank you. Good on you, Matt. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.